Will you pray with me? May the words of my mouth and the meditations of all of our hearts be acceptable in your sight, O God, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. There have been times when this pandemic year has felt like 40. Days blending together and dragging on interminably, ever-present uncertainty and disruption to routine, missing friends and family, missing celebrations and so many of the little things that bring joy to our days. But for the Israelites, it was 40 years, wandering lost in the wilderness. Yes, God had set them free from captivity, but in one swift and surprising moment, they were told to pack their things, don't even wait for the bread to rise, and hit the road to follow an unfamiliar leader to an unknown destination. Total disruption to routine. Ever-present uncertainty. Old comforts left behind. Throats parched, grumbling bellies, sand between their toes. It's really no wonder that the Bible characterizes these Israelites during these years as complainers. Yes, they did complain. Moses, what about water? Moses, what about food? Moses, we are done with this manna stuff. Send us some meat. We'd have been better off if we had stayed slaves in Egypt. And this was more complaining than even God could take. Then the Lord sent venomous snakes among them. They bit the people, and many Israelites died. It's a clear message, and in fact, the Israelites get it. They don't charge God with wrongdoing. They look at each other and say, uh-oh, we've done it now. So they go to Moses and admit that they were wrong. They were wrong to complain about him and about God, and they ask Moses to pray for forgiveness. Moses is instructed to make a bronze snake and put it up on a pole. From then on, whoever was bitten had to look up at the bronze snake to be healed and live. It seems like a weird solution, but I think it shows a lot of God's wisdom. God does not take away the snakes, but God does provide a way for people who are bitten by the snakes to be healed. The sin of the Israelites is that they are so inwardly focused that all they can do is stomp their feet with impatience and complain against their God. Their sin is cured by looking away from themselves and looking to God. This is how it is for us as well. In this last year, when we've found healing and strength to fight against despair and anger and a host of other venomous things, we've done that by looking up and beyond ourselves, by looking up towards God. And we've had to face mortality in a whole new and very real way. 
That's what the Israelites had to do too. Boldly face the root of their fears. Look squarely at the very real reminder of their mortality. In being reminded of the fragility of their own lives, the Israelites could come to see what a gift life truly is. And how all life, every minute, every hour, is a gift of love from God. It's a hard thing to face up to, but this reminder of our preciousness, the opportunity breathed into every moment, this is what can bring us real healing and strength. Now with all of that background, take a jump with me to the Gospel of John, to the passage that we read, chapter three, verse 14. And just as Moses raised the serpent in the wilderness, so must the Son of Man be lifted up, that whoever believes in him may have eternal life. Lo and behold, this strange snake story from the book of Numbers is tied into the salvation that comes through Jesus Christ. John compares the snake on the pole to Jesus on the cross. To enter the kingdom of God, we have to be able to face directly the crucifixion. We have to be able to look at Christ on the cross. This is the same message as the bronze serpent. For us to be healed, we have to be willing to remember both our humanity and God's love. The cross is a symbol of both. But in both cases, God demands that we look at it. Before we can have either healing or life, we must recognize our own fragility and the wideness of God's mercy. It's uncomfortable and it's hard, but if we are willing to look at it, to spend some time with it, to let it speak to us however it will, we will be ready to hear the next verse of the Gospel of John, the one so many of us learned as children. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believes in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. That is what both the serpent and the cross are ultimately about. Mercy, love, life. It's been a year, one year of struggle of tears, of facing very boldly our own mortality, the fragility of our lives and of those we love. But it's also been a year when we've been reminded of the power of community that cannot even be stopped by lockdowns. When we've remembered that we are a part of creation and so deeply interconnected when we've recognized and sought to transform venomous snakes of racism and bigotry and hatred, and when we've turned our hearts toward God in new ways. This has been the gift 
of this year of pandemic. We have looked up. We have looked out beyond ourselves to find preciousness and love woven into every minute of every day. Amen. <laughs>